You're listening to Rocket Night. Welcome to the Rocket Night Podcast. Tampa Earl hanging out with you. And today we got a really special treat. Uh, a little background here. Back in my radio days, I did a show on my uh, broadcast called The Floyd Void. It was uh, three songs from Pink Floyd, and it could last as short as 10 minutes or go as long as an hour and a half. Uh, so, so I have a little bit of experience with Pink Floyd. The gentleman we're about to hear from has a slew of experience with Pink Floyd. He is the bassist for the tribute band Brit Floyd. It is bassist Ian Cattell. Ian, thanks for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me on. Well, one, thanks for uh, coming up here. And, you know, you're coming to Florida here soon, so we're real happy about that. But uh, one of my questions, first questions for you would be, how did you get into the Floyd's music? I mean, have you been a longtime fan or was it something that you said, I can do this and you've just kind of gotten adopted into it? Well, a little of both. I mean, uh, when I was, I don't know, I was 10 years old. I, I heard the wall on the, on the radio for the first time. And uh, that's what really drew me in at first. Um, I was very much into our local radio station. I would call in often enough that the DJs would recognize my voice as a <laughs> young lad calling in. Um, but uh, yeah, I got very, very deep into Floyd then. Um, and fast forward a number of years, I started playing bass. Uh, I went to music school for trumpet, but I started playing bass around that time. And I almost immediately got more gigs on bass than I did on trumpet. And uh, it <clears throat> it turned into uh, me touring uh, the U.S. and Canada uh, in the mid-90s, 95, 96, 97, uh, with a smaller act playing uh, mainly bars and maybe uh, medium-sized venues um, for, for several years. And then that, that's how I cut my teeth on it originally. But then fast forward to 2005. Uh, <clears throat> Damien Darlington, uh, uh, through the management at the time, uh, contacted uh contacted me to uh, audition for the band uh, that was a band under a different name at the time but it eventually became Brit floyd in 2011 yeah what it, one of the things that has always interested me is uh with pink floyd and um, you've probably seen this too with Brit floyd is that the fans of the band are extremely passionate uh is this something that you find uh, when you tour around the country and around the world well, they they are absolutely. I mean, we play to sometimes from very large audiences. So, I mean, there's a there's a, there's all sorts in the audience, but um, there is a very large percentage of them that uh, are are very passionate. Uh, they know the music very very well, and uh, they would um, I would say that their their opinions are very well informed on <laughs> on how uh, a concert of Pink Floyd music should sound. So uh, we we have our work cut out for us. Uh, but I like to think that we rise to the challenge and uh, and um, meet their expectations. 
Well, one thing that I've noticed uh, from looking on uh, online at some of the the the, the videos that have uh, been been put up there is that it this is an all encompassing tribute to the band. Brit Floyd does not sh- sh- slack off in any area. You have the visual, you have the sound. I, is this something that I mean? You guys are constantly having to refine and practice. Uh, to be able to, like you said, appeal to that hardcore fan, uh, but yet at the same time be able to entertain just the casual fan that comes along. Well, absolutely. I mean, as far as um, the casual fans, uh, I, I know that people come to our shows without even knowing much about Pink Floyd, and they're still entertained because there's so much going on uh, with the lasers and the lights and the video. And uh, I mean, what's not to like about Pink Floyd, especially when you're looking at them from the 60s up into the 90s, uh, they, you know, they have such a wide uh, swath of uh, musical styles in that time. So even people who are, are being introduced to Pink Floyd the very night they come to see us enjoy it. But um, yeah, we, we constantly update the show. Uh, we have a brand new light show, brand new laser show. Uh, all freshly programmed, uh, and um, not only that, we're we're focusing on Dark Side of the Moon this year because of the 50th anniversary. And uh, you know, there's many ways you can play that. I mean, I, I, as a rule, as a bass player and as as a vocalist, where I sing um, the, the Roger Waters parts and even some of the Gilmore parts, uh, I I kind of pick and choose. Uh, uh, you know, with within the parameters that Damien sets forth as a musical director, uh, I pick and choose. Uh, maybe I would go for a live sound in this one or a, a bit, you know, where Guy Pratt did an interesting thing on the bass here or whether the Roger Waters thing was what I'm going for. But since this is a uh, 50th anniversary, I've retooled everything to be like the studio version. Uh, and uh, I know that we have as a band uh, done that as well. And um, it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, rediscovering uh, parts that I might not have played for 15 years in the exact way that I am this year. Uh, it keeps things fresh, um, and uh, yeah, it, we, we keep, we've updated everything top yeah. to bottom. That that seems to me to be the 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 most difficult part is trying to make it something that you can be fresh and original for people, like you were saying there, uh, because you know Pink Floyd is such a, an integral part of rock and roll history. And, you know, you want to do right by them, uh, but uh, do you see sometimes maybe that kind of infringes on your own personal style, or do you still get your own personal effect in on that? Yeah, well, there are moments. There are certainly moments where where we do our own thing, uh, and uh, that's not just because it Oh, I mean, it just does. It it happens. It, it just emerges. Uh, but also, it's it's uh, it's not uh, discouraged either. Uh, so um, uh, to a point. But uh, yeah, there's those hardcore fans will will come and talk to us at meet and greet or after the show or or whenever, you know, from or from talk about a previous show that they had seen and and you know they say oh it's it's it sounds just like the album but they always say the, the real sharp ones say but I notice when you put your own touch on it and that's really great <laughs> they always appreciate that you know right right now you were mentioning that uh, you and and uh, I think Damien uh, kind of both got into Pink Floyd because of the same album uh, the Wall. 
yeah. and, and now that is uh going to be that that was released oh god what was it 81 80 81 uh 78 79 okay, very yeah. end of 78 i think it was yeah very late. I, have you say. guys considered maybe doing something for for that as uh as its anniversary is uh, let's see i should do the quick math here in my head that's no minute 45 years or so yeah, yeah. we're definitely open that sort of thing i mean we have entire you know we have uh, uh you know focused on uh all the different albums over the year. we try to pick a theme for each year uh mm -hmm. and oftentimes it is uh focusing on a particular album and i really do love performing all those deeper cuts on the wall that you don't mm -hmm. hear every year and uh, yeah that's something we definitely look forward to doing well uh one thing that i was uh always interested in is that uh you know some of the fans uh, may be interested in some of the old, I mean, the the real old stuff, the animals era and things like that. Do you have, do you get a chance to to step onto those, uh, onto those oh, yeah, tunes? We go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, there's, uh, um, we have two songs that we play. Uh, one is in the meet and greet and another uh, for, for the, you know, for the VIP visitors. And also uh, there's one in the show uh, that are back to the Sid Barrett era. Yeah. Okay. The very right. first and second single, I believe. Uh, are on the set list this year oh, cool. um and uh we do play um you know songs off of metal and um and we have uh in recent years played off of uh obscured by clouds and even even uh um gumma mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of material to pull in i would say that since we play for somewhat larger crowds uh, uh we we don't want to lose the casual fan but we right. want to get the 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 uh the diehards something uh you know some uh, a gem uh to, to throw in their laps uh, give them a little treat absolutely <laughs> absolutely and it's fun for us too because you know we want to just uh play you know wish we were uncomfortably numb we love playing those but it's 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 fun to 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 put those gems in in the uh in the set list uh, kind of sprinkle them in those. yeah yes now is there a particular uh era that you know, you say, wow, that was when they were at their best. I mean, it's, you know, has been, you know, the Roger Waters, the wall style or the earlier Sid Barrett era, or has it been since, the, yeah. you know, the, the schism in the band uh, between uh, Waters and the rest of the mates? Well, I find something to like in each era, um, but uh, I would say that my my favorite era is, is from, uh, uh, well, dark side to uh, to the wall, but um, I like to I, I like to stretch out in both directions. And um, I mean, I I, I I really enjoy playing the uh, the Sid Barrett stuff. It's uh, it's even challenging to figure out how to play them because you know the the it, it, it the, with the modern recording the way it is from say dark side onwards, uh, you know, it's easier to pick out what's going on. But trying to figure out exactly how to play that stuff uh, <laughs> from the early days is a challenge and, and, a, and a welcome one. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like animals uh, as to listen to and to play uh, very much. Um, it's from the vocal standpoint, the emotional, uh, you know, charged emotional aspect of it is great as well as the wall. Yeah. Uh, but I also like the modern stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Guy Pratt's playing um, and uh, it gives me an opportunity to play uh, in a different style during the show. And I even play uh, I, I on this tour. We're doing um, you know what do you want from me? And I'm playing the live bass part and singing the Gilmore part on, over top of it. And it's, it's there's a lot of 
things colliding in that rhythmically that weren't meant to because they were done by two different people. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a, it's a wonderful challenge. Uh, it's, it, I have a lot of fun doing it. Now I was uh, just looking at uh, the schedule for Brit Floyd and uh, yeah, yeah, you were saying that you go from, you know, the, 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 the theater size places, which will be playing uh, here in Florida, here at Ruth Eckerd hall uh neck uh on may 30th but you go up to you know red rocks you know i mean you, you're going to do austin city limits i mean and, and and these things are going on throughout the almost the remainder of the year through august uh when you're going to be playing uh you know in in new york i mean these are this is a, a wide-ranging tour uh, do you have something different in uh, each show, or do you try to give uh, uh, the the a, a performance that is uh, that people come to expect? Well, I mean, part, I mean, be, referring back to the uh, beginning of the interview when you're talking about the the, the uh, visual aspects. Uh, I mean, between all the lights and the lasers and the video, um, it's kind of hard to call audibles in the set list. Okay. Right. Uh, so we tend to stick to the set list. However, uh, we do vary it uh, based on, um, you know, time constraints. And um, sometimes the size of the stage doesn't allow us to do. So I do some theatrical stuff, uh, a small amount of theatrical uh, uh, stuff in, in the show. And on some of the smaller gigs, it's harder to fit that in. So um, there are some changes, but we generally stick to the set list. Well, if you're interested in trying to find out uh, where Brit Floyd is going to go next, their website is BritFloydOfficial.com. Uh, that has a complete list of, of uh, dates that they have coming up between now and the end of August. So they've got a long summer tour ahead of them. Uh, Ian uh, is uh, the bassist, Ian Cattell, the bassist for Brit Floyd. Uh, we really enjoyed having you in here for a moment and and telling us everything uh, about the the current tour and and what it means to be a part of a tribute band. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Just one note: keep checking back on the dates because they do get updated. Uh, uh, yep. As always, there, with there the will tour. be more coming as well. <laughs> exactly. Once again, Britt. Uh, once again, Ian. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com. 